Hey everybody, welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week we're reading The Magpies by Mark Edwards. This is our first listener recommended book, so a big shout out and thank you to the Reddit user AskBlaster69. Ganesh Sarma. Shane Burklow. And this week, we're reading a book called The Magpies by Mark Edwards. But before we get into that, this is what, episode, what is this, 43, 44, 41, 70? I don't know. 80s, okay, no matter. Depends on when it's released. It's been a long time, and it's finally time to empty the mailbag and read a little bit of our listener feedback, right? Am I right? Let's hear it. Do we have any? Do we have any? Oh, nope, we don't. No, we do. We <laughs> wouldn't have said this if we didn't have any. Ganesh, how about you read us just some responses from some uh, f- fanatics out is, there? This first one's from Jen. Subject is just found your podcast. Mm. Oh, Message. No. Thank you. Good. I found your podcast desperate to get away from all the terrible news and politics. Oh. Uh, which is interesting because I feel like we talk about politics quite a decent amount. Yeah. Never. We never do. Never no. touch it. Never. I'm on episode five. We're all radical centrists. I'm on episode five. I haven't laughed this much or hard this hard maybe ever. Wow. So happy to see there are 35 more to enjoy. The Whoa. first couple of romance novels, I think they ended with chapters, excerpts of the next book in the series. That's why they were so disjointed. Anyway, uh, thanks again. Well, uh, that could be. Or could be. Nice of you to correct us. Well, thank you for the words. Sure. I think those books just ended poorly. Uh, or, you know, maybe she's right. I honestly don't know. The first couple, 10, 20 episodes were a blur to me. I was a whole different person. So were the last 20. So that's great. Thanks, Jen. Nice of Ganesh to start us off with something friendly. This uh, next one is from Isaac. The subject is y'all doing hitchy. And then- <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Hitchy spelled... H-I-T-C-H-H-I. That's really funny. And the message is... Y'all doing hitchy? Y'all doing a hitchy? Yeah, y'all doing hitchy over there? You got a hitchy cooking? You got some hitchy? Are you doing Hitchhiker's Guide for episode 42 because the number? No. Uh, We didn't. Next? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we didn't. Also, hitchy sounds way cooler than Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I've never read that book. Hitchy sounds like something... in the movie. Yeah, I've seen half the movie and I was like, no. I used to work at a video store, and the movie would be on those little screens. You used to work at a video store? What yeah. are you, 55 years video old? Video rental store. <laughs> Which one? Blockbuster? No. Video Warehouse? Yeah. Was it a mom and pop? Oh, Video Warehouse? Yeah. I was going to go Hollywood Video next. Nope. Not a thing where I grew up. Video Warehouse? No Hollywood Video on Cowshit Road. They don't let the those coastal types there. But they had a warehouse full of videos. Now, Warehouse is more Cowshit Road speed. There's all manner of warehouses. Did they have the adult shelf in the back? No, they didn't. They had uh, it right up front. <laughs> <laughs> we know what you want. Get on in here. Come on in. You got hitchy. <laughs> you got hitchy. Oh, we got hitchy. Sir, it's playing on the TVs. <laughs> is, that, is that what's on the TV? Damn, they got hitchy on again. Fuck. So that was just a peek in the life of Shane back uh, there at, uh, at the video warehouse. Everyone's got a story. You know, not everyone. Is there more Ganesh? Is there more feedback? Well, was uh, that it? Was not it as much feedback, but we got a request for a book. Oh, which we'll be actually reading today. Oh, the Magpies so, by uh, Mark. Yeah. Who's it? What's it? Yeah, by John Edwards. No. Uh-huh. Oh, that's the name of the person who requested it. No, that's the name of the author. Oh wait, I'm sorry, Mark Edwards. What? Well, that's a big difference. John uh, Edwards, John Edwards, the man is, who ran for president. No, no, no. I'm thinking John Edward, the psychic on Sci-Fi, who can meet your dead relatives. You know him. Oh, yeah. That's crazy because it's such a rare name. John Edward. <laughs> it's crazy that the worst one ended up being the guy who ran for president. Yeah. He cheated on his wife with cancer and then had a baby with another person. And then his wife died. So the we psychic. Don't, we don't talk about politics. <laughs> oh, that's right. We don't talk about <laughs> politics. Yeah. John Edward, the psychic, is a good guy. He that just, would actually he, make a pretty good Amazon book club book. What you just said. The Life and Times of John Edward. Get to writing somebody out there okay so he wants to read a book he wants to read the magpies yeah he now, made a request acknowledging that the book isn't free anymore but so you paid for this i did he said also said i found it to be completely dreadful 
Is that coming out of our treasury? Uh, <laughs> is that a collective fund or did you buy no, this yourself? I, I cashed in a couple Bitcoin for this puppy. couple Bitcoin? You got ripped off, buddy. That's like thousands of dollars. <laughs> you uh, need to read up on crypto. Yeah. So this is from user for Reddit fun on Reddit. <laughs> Shane's face just crumpled into the most <laughs> upset face I've ever I seen. I hate hearing that. You got to read up on crypto. read up on crypto. Now, do you know where that goes? Sentence jail. Oh, that what? sentence sucks. And I said it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Take me away, boys. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> is you do it a crime? You do the time. Hey, I'm not fighting it. I could use a little punishment. Now, are we reading the synopsis for this book? Is that what's happening? Or are you reading his Reddit comment? I'm going to read the synopsis for the book. Yeah, fuck his Reddit comment. Meet the neighbors from hell. Oh, yeah. In the gripping thriller that reviewers and readers describe as fast paced, chilling and impossible to put down. Some say dreadful. I like when the reviewers and readers say something that's not even necessarily positive, just fast. Like fast paced. It's like okay, cool. It's quick to read. This book was fast. <laughs> if I could think of the first thing I'd say about this book, it said it was really fast. Okay, I'm ready for. A Maybe fast it book. downloaded really fast. Yeah, that thing was hitting 20 megs <laughs> per sec. It's only one kilobyte. Yeah, it was uh, done before I started it. I opened my computer and there it was. When Jamie and Kirsty move into their first home together, they are full of optimism. The future in which they plan to get married and start a family is bright. Mm. The other residents of their building seem friendly too, including the Newtons, a married couple who welcome them to the building with open arms. Mm. But then strange things start to happen. Dead rats are left on their doorstep. They hear disturbing noises. This all sounds normal to me. And much worse in the night. After Jamie's best friend is injured in a horrific accident, Jamie and Kirsty find themselves targeted by a campaign of terror. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's my least favorite kind of campaign. As they are driven to the edge of despair, Jamie vows to fight back, but he has no idea what he is really up against. Oh, Jamie's a man. Yeah, you know Jamie. I thought I did. <laughs> Magpies is a gripping psychological thriller in which the monsters are not vampires or demons, but the people who live next door. Oh, it is a nightmare that could happen to anyone. Why so fast? Neighbors? Oh, it, is it a, reads fast. It is a fast-paced book. I forgot. Uh, you know, it's, that sucks. I hate that. I hate... Which part? I want real monsters. Ah. I want a big monster that picks up dead rats. No, I think the psychological terror of a human being is scarier than a monster. That's yeah. the rage these days. You know, everyone's into this true crime thing. All right, bud. It's true. Enough, I have enough. <laughs> Whatever you say. Just looking at Twitter and stuff, I have enough daily crazy people. All my haters. You know. Shane's got a lot of haters. That is the, the bulk of the fan mail we got. We did not read because it was profane and often threatening. Uh, I don't like the Shane brand. No, Shane's brand is tanking. Ganesha's stock is up. Mine, you know, it's a little wishy-washy. Man, I sold mine long ago. <laughs> you did. You sure did. I came out on top. Woof. Okay, are we going to read this book? You want to read the book? Should we read the book? Are we going to read the book? Yeah. That's all I wanted was an answer. Okay, let's jump ahead now to the first page of The Magpies. <laughs> to the first page, page one of The Magpies. Chapter one. Yeah, we know. <laughs> it's going to be the hottest flat warming party of all time. Ooh, are they British? They are. Flat warming? Well, you sound like a British guy. Good accent. <laughs> <laughs> you just, for, you just for 10 minutes before we pressed record, Ganesha's like, I'm thinking about voices. Yeah, <laughs> looks like you lost that thought. <laughs> the first line, very... You know, this is your uh, typical Bostonian Londoner. That, that's a Boston accent? I don't know. You're way off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Boston. <laughs> Jamie enthused. Huh? <laughs> Let's uh, give it a fresh start. I think we should make it a fancy dress party. Uh, straight out of Harvard Yard. Excellent idea, said Kirsty. With a theme? No, no theme. Freestyle fancy dress. Come as whoever or whatever you like. He fell with her onto the bed in the soon-to-be-vacated bedroom in the house she shared with three other nurses and buried his face I'm in sorry. her soft hair. I'm sorry, nurses? <laughs> <laughs> this show, this, uh, this podcast has a- just evolved into us criticizing Ganesha's <laughs> reading and voices. 
Yeah, bad start. Bad start for Ganesh, but you got to dig yourself out of a hole. It's a challenge. Austin, you and I are doing great. Yeah. Oh, we're, I mean, I'll come back. I'll make a comeback. <laughs> we think that every week, and yet. Right. We both have 10 points. You have uh, like an eight. Oh, I was going to I was going to say like negative three, but yeah, I was going to come back up into the positives. I've always well, saying Ganesh, nine. Ganesh is his own so. biggest critic is what I've, oh, I'm have always saying. She shared with three other nurses and buried his face in her soft hair. He kissed her neck and breathed in her scent. Mm. <sighs> cocktail of skin and apricot shampoo. Ugh. Wait, the shampoo is scented as skin? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Skin and apricot? Yeah, it's uh, what's it, Mrs. Bad Myers. Mrs. Mrs. Myers uh, flaky skin. Sounds more like a Dr. Bronner's. Dr. Bronner, dude, I would love to know Dr. Bronner. He's dead. He's dead? Yeah. When did he die? Don't know. No. <laughs> a little bit of him is in I think Dr. Bottle. Bronner's makes shampoo as only a method of uh, espousing his insane fringe beliefs, right? The, is, the, the bottles are just covered in like... It's like Christian stuff. Yeah, well, if the shoe fits, Dr. Bronner. But it's like world... It has like every religion on it. It's weird. It's weird stuff. And all the time I've used Dr. Bronner's, I never read it. I read the first five words and was like, not interested. This is the, this is the manifesto of a potential serial killer. I still use it. It It's great. It makes your hair clean and it burns you every ever, part of your body. You ever used a peppermint one? Yeah. Because, yo, you don't put that shit, you know, you know, down, you know. Yeah, I use it every day. That's only where I put it. Wakes me up. I go zap. Yeah, I don't take a five hour energy. I just uh, just pour some Dr. Bronner's down the hatch and let her rip. And the perfume she applied every morning. Walking into her bedroom where her fragrance hung constantly in the air always made it him feel happy and loved and sexy. Ooh. And soon they would be living together. They would be sharing a bedroom and he would live with her fragrance as part of the background of his life every day. Breathe. Love that stank. Breath and hair and skin and sweat and all the atoms and particles shed by their bodies day after day. I smell it. These things would merge to create. <laughs> oh, no. 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 Take a point away. Oh, Kenisha's getting worse. Further You're getting worse. You're the only one who's gotten worse with every episode. We're getting better and better. Some say even better. Too good, some say. Many are saying. So many are saying. Too bad I sold my stock. We read, we read the fan mail. <laughs> you sold your stock in yourself. I bought it all. I'm double up right now. These things would merge to create an atmosphere that was not solely of Jamie or Kirsty, but of them. Jersty. <laughs> That's their uh, celeb couple name. Yeah. Jersty. Yeah. Jersty Allen. Thirsty Jersty. What will you dress up as? She asked as he unbuttoned his shirt and tossed it behind him so it landed among the stacks of cardboard boxes and packing crates that covered the floor. You got to make a sound effect if you do that. Like, you got to go, whoo, woo. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's the rule. Like, who does that seriously? Uh, Seductors. Me. Who takes the buttons off one by one? You just take the top one off and then take the whole shirt off. Well, that's Are not you, true. No? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> saves you, precious minutes. You said that with such confidence. So all of your buttoned shirts are unbuttoned, just one button, and then you pull them over your head and toss them on the floor. Yeah, sometimes You're I an get animal. like uh, You're sometimes just... it gets caught and you gotta like wiggle out of it. Yeah, but, and Ganesh you know. wanders around the house knocking over plants and lamps <laughs> with his tight, tight button shirt around his head with his arms trapped inside, swaying wildly. The cats are screaming, shitting everywhere. <laughs> Embarrassing. I've seen Staying it. Staying life, man. I've seen it, folks. It's not a pretty sight. Sad. <laughs> Books and clothes and handed down kitchen utensils crammed together in a haphazard jumble that Kirsty described as her system. Oh. Old CDs and framed prints in her childhood collection of wooden elephants. Her whole life packed up and ready to go. Jamie adopted what he thought was a wicked grin. Ooh. But <laughs> it wasn't. Is, he looked He looked like an idiot. Snaking his hand around her back and pulling her against his bare torso, she kissed his <laughs> chest and looked up at him with her big brown eyes. Okay. Go on. What will I go with? He asked. How about the devil? <gasps> oh, now that's seductive. Now that's wicked. Wicked seductive, Boston. Hell yeah. Hey. Wicked pisser, baby. Wicked pisser. Pisser, pisser. Um, great. That was a good start. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with our progress. What I, you got you to gotta do better, buddy. You got you to gotta just pretend like you care about it. Okay? Just pretend like you care about this. I see the words, be the words. Yes. Just, I want you to get into the mind of this apparently Boston accented... Jersey. Become Jersey. Feel yeah. their love. Yeah. 
Smell the scent. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break here. Ganesh is going to get better or he's going to get busy getting out of here. I'm just going to watch the departer real quick and then uh, we'll come back in about 90, 120 minutes. Uh, no, it's like 145, my yeah. friend. Oh, all right. Let's do it. We'll be right back with uh, 25% of the magpies. <laughs> Jumping in now to the 25% part, Mark. Jesus, I'm losing points now. Boom. 25, okay. The 25% mark of the magpies. Making love felt like an affirmation of life. Oh. Heard that before. From Ganesh. (laughs) I saw it on his blog. Yeah. And on the whiteboard on his refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty pretty disturbing guy. Hey, man, some people have motivational phrases. Mm, some people. And yours is making love is an affirmation of life. Is it's it wrong? A, it's optimistic. Is it wrong? <laughs> it is optimistic. Sometimes it's not an affirmation of anything. Jeez. It's an upsetting nightmare. I just shrugged. Do you want to get into that? Uh, maybe later, but maybe not. <laughs> Mysterious. Uh, I'll add some points onto that. Thank you. They hadn't had sex for weeks, but suddenly one evening they looked at each other at um, and a moment later they were pulling off their clothes and falling onto the bed. Kirstie pushing herself backwards with her heels and Jay- as Jamie trailed kisses from her ankles. Ooh. Upper thighs tasting her arousal. Oh no. Moving up to her breasts. It's been a while since we had one of these. Yeah, it always makes me feel bad. I kind of wanted to not do these again. His hands <laughs> grasping her shoulder blades as yeah. their mouths met in a hard her kiss. Sh- her shoulder blades? Like yeah. on the back? Yeah. I don't think this guy knows what shoulder blades are. He's grabbing them and he's steering her arms. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's her- I'm in control. That's her kink. <laughs> and his. Yeah, she likes to be steered like a boat. Perfect match. I'm a boatman. Ahoy! (laughs) Avast! Yee, matey! Land ho. He had to be inside her. Oh, no. Right now. No, no. Well, I mean, I guess, you know. Chill pill. It's maybe, I could see it as a, this is loving. Still don't want to hear about it. And she raised herself up to meet him as he pushed into her. No, this is bad. As deep as he could go. The headboard banging against the wall. Tighten those screws, buddy. First, he's scratching his back, Yowch. pulling him in, Oy. grinding her hips in a circular motion. Oh, that's how guys like it, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, babe, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Why have you done this to us, Ganesh? You always do this. You always corner- Technically, I didn't do this. You always corner us and say sexually suggestive and aggressive things. Technically, yeah, this was a, a Reddit user. What the fuck, Reddit user? Why are you taking advice from a Reddit user? These people are all fucking deranged psychopaths. We come over to your house and you read us this smut. You read us smut. You read us smut. You to kiss. Our face. You kiss your mother with those lips. Nope. Do you? Nope. Do you? Nope. You kiss your dad. Nope. You should. Kiss. You should. They turned over in a blur of limbs and she rode him. Rocking back and forth with her hands gripping her own hair. What am I supposed to do? What now, is the point? His hands holding her breasts. What's this book supposed to make me feel? Pushing upwards with his to, pelvis. Are we supposed to masturbate? <laughs> What's the point? Wanting to disappear inside her. You know how many women I've seen on the subway reading Fifty Shades of Grey? What are they feeling? Do you want to be horny on the subway? Never. I get arrested for that. These women feel freedom. Just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe I'll take it back. Your stock is dipping. (laughs) How long should I let you dangle? Don't say that. (laughs) You know, you're dipping. Shane's the only one who's done a good job here tonight. Uh, Just by staying quiet. Yes. (laughs) That's what he does at work, too. I just keep complete silence. Keep the head down. Yes, sir. No, sir. How high, sir? How high? And they say, here. And I go, I I can't do that. (laughs) Not, Not this year. Not in this economy. So they could devour one another completely. Kirsty bucked and trembled and shouted his name. Huh. Well, what's his name again? Jamie. That's right. Oh, thanks. He rolled her off him and they fell off the bed, landing on the floor with a thump. Jamie's not a name I want to hear yelled passionately. Jamie. Hey, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. We're Jersey. You and me are Jersey right now. Oh, yeah. 
I'm close. Kirsty turned over on her hands and knees. No. Oh, no, 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 no. And you guys doing calisthenics? And Jamie entered her from behind. <laughs> this is such oh, an explicit chapter. Why are you reading this? Both this of them Everybody I know is going to be like, came. why did you read this? Kirsty twisted around to face him, kissing him as they lay in a tangle on the floor. This isn't out into the ether at this point. I know people that listen to this. They can't hear me talk about this. She had stopped taking the pill. Oh, no. Uh, this, is, this has turned quickly into a nightmare. From that moment on, they made love whenever they could. They didn't sit down together and talk about it in a hushed, serious tones. They didn't say, is this the right time or can we afford it? Oh, they're trying to have a baby. They just knew it was the right thing to do. Another version of a nightmare. Wanted. Then, two weeks later, they received the first letter. You the, did it. From the, the stork. The stork. <laughs> Congratulations. Kirsty delivery. Kirsty was having her early morning bath. Jamie was still in bed, just waking up. What? Dream you know, that early morning bath, 4 a.m., track of dawn. <laughs> I go back to bed for 10 hours after this. <laughs> I've done that before. I've gotten up, taken a shower, and gone back to bed. Why? Yeah. You've never done that? No. Because he feels shame. He wakes up and he feels shame. I need to get in that shower. Ice cold shower. And then he wears himself out thinking about his sadness. Yeah. So he pounds against the shower wall and moans. Why? Why, Why did I do these things? And then he sees his bed and he's like, hey, not, <laughs> not getting outside this front door today. Yeah. Listen, hey, you, you go to bed, you feel kind of rough. You wake up in the middle of the night. You're like, holy shit. I feel like ass. And then you go take a hot shower. Mm. And you're like, oh, I feel pretty good. Yes. And then you go back to bed. Certainly not and then something. you go uh, straight to bed like, a, like you're a baby. And, uh, and then you wake up. These aren't the ramblings of an alcoholic. No, I never feel. <laughs> <laughs> I never. You know, you go to bed, you feel like shit. You wake up in the middle of the night and stand in the shower. And then you go sleep like a baby for 12 hours. <laughs> and then yeah, you sure. wake up and you, you know, shower you know, again. Yeah, like every, you know, like every yeah, normal yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I never feel bad when I wake up because I have a great night's sleep on my Lisa mattress. This episode you brought to my Lisa mattress. Shane, just totally double-crossing his mattress. He got a Casper. I fucking hate <laughs> Casper customer service. Yeah. Okay. Wow, so you're out, here, you're out yeah, here. Yeah, but how's the mattress? It's great. How's it's the mattress? You're out here showing for the Lisa? mattress is great. That Casper mattress. I told him I'd do good. it, and I'm doing it. So this is what we're calling a preemptive ad. If you hear this, Lisa, get in touch with us and send us however much money you want. 10 bucks, 20 bucks, a pillow. We'll I do both. I don't care. Wait, you, do you, what do you pajamas? sleep on? You sleep on a Lisa, Austin? I got a Lisa. I'm living on a Lisa right now. We're Casper You're boys. You're a couple of Casper boys, Casper yeah. kids. I'll tell you one thing. At least we're not sleeping on springs. Am I right, bud? Come on. Hey, yeah, yeah, come on. High five to that. Smackety smack. Oh, don't talk back. I regret all of this. Just waking up in dreams in which go-karts collided, receding from his mind, he got out of bed, went over to the mirror to look at himself out of damage assessment habit rather than vanity. His body was in pretty good shape, thanks to a combination of loads of athletic sex. <laughs> uh, Jamie Hardbody over here. And all the working out he had been doing. Damn, this guy rules. <laughs> Very cool. Putting his weights to good use. His face, though, was a different matter. Oh, no, I'm Jamie. A, I'm ugly as sin. Two noses. No. That would be absurd. And you she went, too, you went too far with it. Think of what... Oh, uh, wait. He probably does have two noses. That's why he can smell... Her scent. Her scent. <laughs> he's got a... He's got a... Snout. He's got a snout. That would be a funny twist if he had a snout and we didn't find out until 25% of the way through. He had bags like coal sacks beneath his eyes. Ooh. He looked pasty and tired, his skin like the underbelly of a fish. Yeah, you get to go out in the sun once in a while. Quit so, having sex all day. He looked the way he did at the end of a long winter. It didn't seem real that just a few weeks ago, summer had blazed. This guy just can't believe the changing of the seasons. Happens every year, buddy. It's a yearly thing. Okay, this is, that was grossly sexual. I apologize to everybody, but I liked it. No. Yeah. Let's not you. Oh, I love it. Not you too. Oh, I loved it. Let's um you wanna you wanna jump ahead now? He wandered out of what, the bedroom. What there's more? Naked and needing to pee. Don't hear is that just a taste? Passing <laughs> the front door, he looked down and saw that an envelope had been pushed under it. Well, perfect time to pee. pee this is the first. You envelope. ended. You put the thing down. He crouched down. This is the first time up. Ganesha's going rogue. Taking it with him to the bathroom. Kirsty was washing her hair, leaning back in the water. Her eyes closed against the shampoo, her ears submerged in water so she didn't hear him come in. He leant over and kissed her wet face, causing her to open her eyes. Oh shit, Jamie, now I've got shampoo in my eyes. Pass me a towel, quick. Mail's here. Sorry. 
<laughs> she dried her. I don't want to hear more of this. Oh, no. <laughs> and he throws the book. I want to read this damn letter. I want it was on the fucking letter, dude. Damn. All right. Fine. You're always <laughs> the one who's it. like, let's finish. Go for it. Go for it. Read your damn letter. Read it. From the stork. Read it. She dried her face. It's the Vlasic that? pickle stork. That's what I'm thinking. He ripped the envelope open and began to read. He led the letter twice. Led the letter. He read the letter twice, turning it over in his hand as if he couldn't believe it was real. Then he read it out loud. <clears throat> I'm dead. <laughs> I've been dead for 30 years. To the ground floor flat. We have become increasingly disturbed recently by the level of noise coming from your flat. The music you play at high volumes is bad enough, but recently the sound of you having sexual intercourse mm. has become quite intolerable. Ow! <laughs> we both have to get up early and are finding it difficult to get sufficient sleep because of the noises that emerge from your flat night after night. It is quite disgusting to listen to. Mm. We do not want to cause you too much of a fuss over this. We understand that you have urges to fulfill, but we do not at all want <laughs> to share in your exertions. We hope that you will act to ensure that we do not need to write to you like this again. Coming from someone who just heard this. Yeah, I agree. Wait, you heard this at your apartment? I heard him doing it because he was reading oh, it. Oh, we heard Ganesh saying it? Yeah, that was gross. And I'd rather not have heard it. That's this, a, is, this is what you signed up for. That seems like a... It's not. This, is, this seems like a fair letter to me. Yeah. That's, that's a reasonable letter. Yeah. Would you write that letter to your neighbors? I'd probably knock on the door. Really? Yeah. That's weirder. Yeah. Is it? While they're doing it? No. After? After. After in their post-coital sweat? Yeah. You knock on the door and say, excuse me, ma'am. I just heard you screaming. Yeah, and say, just keep it down a little bit, you know. <laughs> Very casual. I wouldn't talk to somebody about that in person. I probably wouldn't write a letter. I'd listen to it closely. Because you know what's worse than talking to someone? <laughs> like, if you were to go leave that letter there and they were to open the door while you were leaving the letter and then they read it in front of you, that is so much worse. One time. Who thinks like that? Uh, you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a possibility. Look, I run through all the worst case scenarios. One time my apartment smelled like marijuana smoke. I don't know why. I don't know where it was coming from. Hey, Somebody man. in the vicinity of my apartment was smoking marijuana. Did you leave the stove on? It might have been the stove. It might have been... You have kids? The litter box. Who was knows? Was it your teens? It might have been my teens, my unruly teens. But anyway, so for some reason, it smelled like that every day. God, who knows why? But so <laughs> one day I come home and there's a picture on the door, like made out of construction paper of a really detailed weed leaf with a red circle cross through it like no weed but it was made beautifully handmade like it was made by an elementary school student it did looked, you frame it i can we kept it for a long time anyway i think if you have a problem with your neighbor that's what you should do you should do an art project get the kids involved little crafts Bust out the popsicle stick hey what else are you using them for who's using pipe cleaners these days did it work uh did it still did it stop smelling it uh yeah me and all my friends stopped smoking marijuana that day. It's a success story that has not been replicated since. You tell this, you go on tour and you tell this to I do. I go to, I go to high schools, middle schools, elementary schools, you know, day schools, Christian schools, uh, summer camps, fall camps, winter colleges. camps, colleges, uh, grad schools even. And I say, if you want to stop smoking, we just take the time to make some arts and crafts. On that note, let's jump ahead now to the 50% mark, right? It's powerful stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, I teared up the first couple of times I talked about it, but I got it out of my system. Well, you're uh, a pro now. Your delivery is great. I am a pro. I'm a professional. I'm paid for it. Let's jump ahead to the 50% mark of the Magpies. hope this scene is a little more tame for the little ones the tykes <laughs> they trucked through that last part god bless them the little kids uh <laughs> i don't know they don't know they don't know what's going on they stuck around for your your beautiful speech yeah listen sometimes better for it you take the good you take the bad you take them all and there you have the amazon book club let's read the 50 percent mark of the magpies so what are you gonna do about it what <laughs> Jamie was taken aback by the question. Mike leaned forward across the desk, his face framed by two computer monitors. Cool. I said, what are you going to do about it? His face is between two computer monitors? Is that, is that what I'm to understand? Yep. Awesome. Where are they? Data center? <laughs> They're at a Best Buy. <laughs> Jamie fell silent. He, had a, he held a ballpoint pen between finger and thumb. 
more, maybe more like a Staples. Tapped it on the edge of his keyboard, stared blindly at the screensaver on his monitor. All around him, people tapped away at their keyboards, had important telephone conversations, wandered to and from the coffee machine. The server in the corner hummed noisily. The fax machine beeped. Damn, that sounds like a cool sound I'd love to hear. Uh, I think it would go something like... But Jamie was oblivious to it all. That's not at all what I was imagining. Oh, yeah, telegram. Never has a book set you up for sound effects better than us. What was he going to do about it? He had come into work this morning with the need to talk to someone, to pour it all out, to get it off his chest. We did it at home, buddy. Yeah, This is on. the workspace. Come on. We all got our problems. We Keep come it. in here every day. We give it 110%. My wife died. I didn't tell anybody about that. I didn't mention that. Six months. Six months. It's been six months. I come in every day. I put in my time. I don't make a big deal. I don't make a fuss. So shut up. He didn't expect catharsis, just some relief. Last night at 3 a.m., Lucy and Chris had played extracts from War of the Worlds, a 70s rock opera, not at full volume, but just loud enough for Jamie to hear it and for it to come seeping into his dreams. It's fucking sick, Jamie. That's fucking sick as shit, Jamie. That's so fucking sick, Jamie. He had woken up and jumped out of bed in a state of shocked disbelief and stared at the floorboards. When he was eight or nine, his parents used to play this album late at night after he'd gone to bed. Weird. And as a little boy with a large imagination, he had lain awake, convinced that the Martians were coming for him. Mommy and Daddy are smoking a reefer out there. You know what? You know how you fix that? Yeah, a shotgun. Not a little nice handmade art Oh, right, right, right. That's my, that's my plan B. The album came with a booklet of paintings in which men and women ran screaming through the Victorian streets. I hate to see that. Pursued uh, by a Martian death machine. Oh, I do like to see that. Red alien liquid bubbled between once glorious buildings. A priest held up a cross before an unimpressed Martian who fired off a death ray to obliterate him. All these images of horror and destruction floated before his eyes, along with a few original ones conjured up by his pre-adolescent mind. In the end, after a week of nightmares, he'd reluctantly told his mum why he had oh. been so tired and unhappy recently, and, filled with remorse, she had binned the album. Oh, little nice little reminders that they're British in here. Mum binned me album. <laughs> Is that how you stop albums from making all that noise? You bend them? Yeah, you bend them. Put them in the bin. Right in the oh, bin. Oh, hey, you... Uh, They're rubbish, Shane. Thought, you put them in the bin. I thought you were saying the word bend. No, not bend. No, you like stupid you American. You bend them. You toss that rubbish in the bin. There it goes. Making him promise that he would tell her if anything scared him in the future. He shouldn't be ashamed, even if he was a big boy now. Um, can we give it up for the big boys? Give it up for the big boys. Three cheers for the big boys. Let's hear it for the boys. Not just any boys. Really, really it's, big. No, yeah, that's right. The big boys. I hope at our funerals they play that. Let's hear it for the big boys. Are we all going to die at the same time? Yeah, we're going to we're going to die together in a tandem bungee jump. Are we going to be holding hands at least? We're going to be on a bus tour promoting (laughs) Austin's anti-marijuana. That's right. Yeah. Ah. And then we're going to be too high and we crash the bus. That's right. We don't smoke (laughs) weed, but boy, are we fucked up on crystal meth? (laughs) 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 I'll tell you that much. You got to get through the day somehow. Yeah. Doing some snooters. Snooters. Yeah. Snoot them if you got them. This episode brought to you by Snooters. Snooters. The friendly drug. For kids. Snooters. Yes. Come on, kids. You know you love them. Only for big boys, though. Big boys. Maybe I should phone her now, he thought. Tell her I'm afraid. Afraid because I don't know what I'm going to do about any of this. How on earth had Lucy and Chris known? They had managed to pinpoint how the Newtons knew about Kirsty's arachnophobia. Ooh. They had mentioned it at the dinner party, but how did they know about Jamie's old fear? He racked his brains, and he uh, mentioned his fear of that music to them. That's right. We also mentioned that at the dinner party. No, no, he hadn't. It was a, we were talking a lot at that dinner party. He had never talked to anyone about it. Not even Kirsty. The only person who knew about it was his mum. In the early 90s, someone had released a dance mix of the War of the Worlds music. What? Why? I want to hear that. We'll find it. Put it right here. All right. Great. That was great. In the early 90s, they had released, someone had released a dance mix of the War of the Worlds music, and he found... Jamiroquois. He found that it... Can we find that and put it right here? The War of the Worlds dance mix? Yeah. Like I'd love to hear that. If yeah. that exists. If that exists, Ganesh will put it right here. Oh. And if not, uh, you'll hear something else weird. Probably just dialogue from the movie. Was that good? 
the Tom Cruise vehicle? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, it wasn't bad. It, it was it? a movie. It's Dakota Fanning in this. Oh, yes. yeah. And in fact, I believe I've referenced that on the show. I often cast young children as Dakota Fanning from War of the Worlds. Perfect. And I will again today. Perfect. <laughs> okay. All right. I feel heard. But at 3 in the a.m., in the dark, the music coming up from beneath the floorboards brought back all those childhood terrors. He could almost see the alien tripods outside the window. He thought harder, tried to work it out, but there's no way they could have known about his fear. All right, we get it. Nobody knew no about your fear. Way. There's some sinister plot going on to spook you with a record. Big boy's got a secret fear. <laughs> all my fears are wide open. Bees. Number one. You're two. afraid of bees, really? Horrified. Horrified. Is this rooted in some early memory? I was swarmed by bees. Now, who doesn't understand a fear of bees, Ganesh? What is I'm not afraid of bees. Well, great. Have you ever seen My Girl? You know how that little boy is swarmed by bees? Thomas yeah. J. Macaulay Culkin. Stung yeah. to death by bees. The funniest scene in the history of film. That was me, guys. Gets stung, stung to death to by bees death. and then steps on his own glasses mid-bee sting death. Go it watch sucks. that movie right now if you want to laugh out loud for an hour. And Dan Aykroyd's in it. Mr. Comedy. Mr. Funny Man. <laughs> He's the daddy. If anything, this podcast is a pro Dan Aykroyd podcast. The funniest scene in any movie is that scene in Mac and Me uh, where the kid in the wheelchair flies off the cliff. Now, that's derivative. All right. <laughs> Still pretty funny. Shane the film buff, the uh, cinema <laughs> expert over here, the auteur. Does not care for Mac and Me. No, there's another movie. This is, you may even. Some have... might say Mac and Me's better than E.T. Some. Not me, but some. Shut up. Now, there's another movie that I think I don't know the name of. I can't remember the name. If you want to cut this out because it's so vague that it may not be worth it. There's a movie where Macaulay Culkin plays an evil twin of another kid. Yes. What's that, that called? Uh, the movie ends with Macaulay Culkin being dropped off a cliff. I thought it's over an interstate. Uh, no, I think it's over an interstate. That's brutal. You know who else is in that? Who plays his brother or whatever? Uh, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Yeah. That movie. It's called like Bad Son. Actually, I think that's exactly what it's called. Yeah. I actually read the Wikipedia from Macaulay Culkin and found out that he tried to do that in a bid for an Oscar and held out on Uncle Buck until they made that movie. Damn, that's so a power flex. Macaulay was running a tight ship back then, and it kind of backfired on him. But, hey, he's doing okay now, right? He'll get a Lifetime Achievement Award. Sure. He made three Home Alones. No, two. He, he made only made two, two okay? <laughs> but he made some other good stuff. Richie Rich? Not great. He had to put a stop to it. Kirsty buried her head beneath the pillow while he dressed hurriedly, pulling on his jeans and a t-shirt without bothering with his underwear. Ooh. Just like Shane. That's right. <laughs> Just like him. Excuse me? Yeah, you, don't, you said you don't wear underwear. Oh, I, I do. <laughs> That's convincing. When you said that, do Shane you? had a look in his eyes like he was caught. <laughs> Red-handed. Caught with his hand in the cookie jar. I gotta go home. <laughs> Put on some Mondays. I left the oven off. <laughs> he went outside and ran down the steps. It was freezing and, apart from the music coming from the basement flat, utterly silent. He banged on the door and on the window pane. Unsurprisingly, there was no answer. He lifted the letterbox and shouted through it. I'm going to call the police. <laughs> Excuse me? What was that? I'm going to call the police. Ah, thank you. But he knew he wouldn't. He was too embarrassed. The music scares me, officer. How pathetic did he want to look? That is pathetic. People would do that, though. Would you? Call the police on music that is making me scared? Yeah, white people do that all the time in Brooklyn. That's like the number one pastime of white people in Brooklyn. I wouldn't do it. Sir, this music scares me. I wouldn't call the police for anything. I wouldn't call the police if I was sitting yeah, there dying. You're not white. That's why you, sh you shouldn't call the police for anything. I just call my mom. Mother! Mm, mama. Mama. He went back upstairs and got back into bed, and at that very moment, the music stopped. He lay absolutely still, dreading that it might start up again. Eventually, he tried to get back to sleep, but he was too angry. <laughs> wow, you read that with the, the feeling of somebody in a Papa Roach video. His heart was beating too fast. <laughs> no. Oh, also Papa Roachy. And it would be time to get up in a couple of hours anyway. So he got out of bed again and plugged the PlayStation in. Oh, yeah, Crash Bandicoot, baby. He played Call of Duty, imagining that every enemy soldier he mowed down was Lucy or Chris. Damn, that's guy's yes. mentally well something's wrong with him yeah not good not good at all who plays call of duty when you have crash bandicoot i don't know a 15 year old boy crash bandicoot is hard yeah it is fun game they don't call it crash bandicoot for nothing 
That's not why. It's a different reason. Okay, so I think, is that where we're stopping? Yeah. Okay, great. That was, what now? 50? 75? Where are we? Crash Bandicoot taught me a lot about Australian culture. Crash Bandicoot taught me a lot about who I am as a man. time travel. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot 3, what was it called? Uh, time, time travel. travel. Yeah. The time travel one. That's time traveler's wife, Crash Bandicoot 3. Seventy-five percent, the magpies. About an hour later, he heard the front door shut. Then Chris's footsteps going down to the basement. Jamie got up and went out into the hall. He tried the door. It didn't stick or squeak anymore. He fixed it. WD he said to Kirsty, "WD forty, baby, love it." This episode brought to you by WD forty. Huff it if you want. Huff it if you want, or put it on your doors. Put it on your stoves. Put it on your squeaky joints, on like your elbows, knees. Doesn't work like that, but pretty nice sure try, does. fella. I've only ever huffed it. Good, you were never gonna get around to it. Yeah, well, I wasn't actually that bothered by it. Chris obviously was, or maybe he was just bored. Maybe. No, that's stupid. What? Tell me. I, I just thought maybe he did to try to make us happy, to try and make amends. Hmm. Who knows? Hmm. She went into the kitchen and opened the fridge. We've got nothing. We've got that pie. Oh. Is it a magpie? No. That's a bird. Could it be? Why is this book called The Magpies? Who cares? Well, we'll probably skip right over that. Yeah. What do you want to do then? Go out for dinner? She kissed him. <laughs> what a nice offer. He rolled his eyes. You're paying. <laughs> oh, I've been conned. She headed out and in the bedroom to change, putting on a long, loose-fitting dress. She looked lovely. Oh. Good. Very nice. Watching her touch up her makeup in the mirror, Jamie felt a rush of love that made his heart beat faster and compelled him to cross the room and hug her. Rush of love, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you know. You know when you get a, a rush of love. You Ugh. just can't stop farting. Oh, no. Shane, no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys laugh. I'm doing it right now. You guys laugh? That's why he doesn't wear underwear. Excuse me? What would he do without her? He couldn't contemplate it. She was both his compass and his map, and he would be lost on his own, Give lost it a, in the darkness. Give it a rest. This guy sounds like a putz. <laughs> oh, hey! Sick fucking burn. burn! Jamie, careful! She gently pushed him away, wincing. <laughs> These parts are awful, Jamie. Jamie, why? You'll hurt me or the baby if you squeeze like that. Ooh, there's a baby in there? You don't know your own strength sometimes. Strength of those farts. I'm sorry. She kissed him. It's okay. Just be careful. They finished dressing and Jamie picked up his keys. They left the light on but drew the curtains. It was only seven, but it was pitch black outside. Ah, that's they, nighttime. They, Must be winter. They headed out towards the front door. Jamie patted his pockets. Oh, shit. I, I haven't got my wallet. Kirsty tutted. Tut, tut, tut. Better go and get it then. So I don't want to end up doing the washing up. I don't think Anish tuts very much. Tut, tut, tut. <laughs> Gonna get a little Give me the key and I'll go get in the car. Not a tutter. The man can't tut. But he can tisk. But he can strut. Tisk, tisk, strut, strut. I tisk and strut all day, sir. He, he, why? who, why do you, who listens and why? He handed her the key and went back into the flat to find his wallet. Kirsty opened the front door. Hey, no squeak. Chris must have oiled it well. Mm. Way to go, Chris. And was hit by a blast of icy air. No cloud cover, she decided, remembering an ancient geography lesson. Uh, That's not geography. Sure. She stepped down from the doorstep onto the path. Maybe it's like how the British call math maths. Everything's fucking weird over there. So geography might be it's cloud weather. stuff. Yeah, weather clouds. You know? No. Clouds. Very, very peculiar. Yeah. It's a weird place. And her foot made contact with something slippery. The world dropped away. It's a banana peel. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Afterwards, she couldn't remember if she had screamed or not. She must have, the way Jamie came running. She remembered that he had yelled her name. His voice was strangely high pitched. He sounded like a woman. Jamie? Kier. 
Her right foot touched the path, but it was like an ice rink. That was her first thought. Ice, like the air, like the weather. Seems like it's cold out. Wintertime, it's dark out. There's ice on the ground. But it wasn't ice. Ooh, it was oil. <gasps> like from the hinge. A patch of oil left behind by Crisp. A patch of the same oil that made the door sound so nicely squeak-free. Just when you were singing Chris's praises. She's gonna crack her head open here. Chris is gonna kill you. Her right foot slipped away from her and to stop herself doing the splits, she instinctively pulled her left leg forward. As she did this, she twisted. Twisted right round. So she was facing the door. A lot of a lot of funny little things in there. Yeah. And right as round she... like a record baby. Right round. Right round. <laughs> As she twisted, she pitched forward. That's how Shane sings at a karaoke. It's a hit. Her hands trying to grab the door frame, but she had her bag in one hand and the keys in the other. Oh, no. She twisted, pitched forward, and fell. Oh, this baby's going to die. Smack her belly hit oh. the concrete oh, step. Oh, no. Jersey. Little baby Jersey Jr. This stork is going to be so mad. Uh, the stork is going to put his little glasses down all the way on his beak and say, mm, mm, mm. We got whole deals. <laughs> well, that's sad. Classic. Is that where we're, <laughs> is that where we're stopping? I can keep going, no, but I can't guarantee it'll get much better. Nope. Let's, let's, hedger, let's, let's pull the plug on that right what now. What an awful tragedy. It can I happen mean, to anyone. Anyone with a door. And anyone with a friend named Chris who has WD-40 who uses it on your door and then leaves a little puddle for you to slip on. And a uterus, so like half the people. So, that sucks. Let's hope this baby made it through. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to happen. This baby's dead, right? This baby's dead. Oh, yes. This baby is dead. Sucks. Well, I mean, it it was a character put in the book literally just to die, so. No, no. The baby? Yeah. I don't know why you say that. Do you think the baby is a character after like? <laughs> yeah. At what point is a sixteen? Yeah. What does the baby? What does the baby become a character? <laughs> is that the third trimester? The baby's a character. At what point do we consider this baby to be uh, a reliable narrator? <laughs> at conception. At conception. Is it conception? At conception. Is this baby a character? I don't think so. Not mine. Not mine. The baby's really a character when it has a own wacky lifestyle later on. Yeah. Like I, in their like late 20s. Yeah, that's right. And they collect like bugs. Yeah. Basically, what I'm saying is you should be able to kill anybody under the age of 20. Let's jump ahead now, right, to the last page of the book. The last page of the book. page of the magpies i haven't even said the author's name once because i can't be bothered to remember it mark something or other edwards like the president and psychic ah how can i forget that he roared the cry ripped something in his throat cool the room shake around him i love this what is this braveheart (laughs) i wish he pulled the cctv monitor out of its cabinet and threw it against the wall Damn. All his working out had made him strong. Oh, yeah. This guy's, this guy's hulking out. What about that sex? Still having that sex, dude? Hey. Hey, that's, no one's asking except you. That's, that's private information, my friend. The monitor hit the wall with a deafening crunch. Shards of glass flew across the room. Jamie roared again. Hey! Hey! There was only one way to deal with this. <laughs> He stomped across the room into the kitchen, throwing open the cupboards beneath the sink. He pulled out bottles of cleaner bleach rubber gloves, throwing them behind him. Then he saw what he had hoped to find, a large bottle of white spirit. Ooh, yum. Almost full and extremely flammable. Uh Uh-oh. Eureka. He splashed the white spirit around, up the walls, over the furniture. He carried into the bedrooms and splashed some on the beds. Yeah, about to burn this bitch down. He threw some against the Pope poster of Chris. Against the Pope? Sir! Not my Pope. Not Francis. He's the good Pope. John Paul? No, burn him. He's gone. He threw some against the poster of Chris. I'll tell you he can get Benedict. What the fuck's that guy up to? Whistling. Former Pope. Get the hell out of here. (laughs) Whistling. (laughs) Probably. They know how. 
It is a requirement. He trailed the stinking liquid from the bedrooms back into the living room. He took his matches out of his pocket, then pulled out his cigarettes. Why use the cigarette as a middle ground? You have matches and you... No, that, the... that's just to calm his nerves. Oh, he's gonna, he wants to do the, the cool flick the cigarette into the, the, the gas and walk away. Yeah, but slow turns motion. Out he has the stuff all over his hands. Oh, my hands. Ah! Oh, no. He <laughs> threw the empty white spirit bottle onto the carpet in front of him and wiped his hands on his trousers. He lit a cigarette, inhaled, and stood there, motionless for a moment. Cool. He would be burning all the evidence, erasing any proof of what Chris and Lucy had done. Damn, what'd they do? He had one moment to change his mind. <laughs> if only we read the whole book. Ah, well. Don't get him next time. Magpies 2. Still alive. Oh, shit. Not dead. Damn. He threw the lit cigarette across the room. It hit a patch of spirit and immediately blue flames flickered to life, racing across the carpet. Hell yeah. That's way better than orange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you got blue flames burning, that's when it's a real badass fire. Mmm. Burn, baby. Growing as they spread, orange replacing the blue. Smoke. No. no. Bring back the blue. No, these are lame flames. This sucks now. Fuck these flames. Smoke quickly filling up the room. The flames caught the end of the curtains, ran up the sofa. And what color are they? The crackle and roar grew louder and louder. Green. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Fire danced on every surface and started heading towards Jamie. Is he leaving? <laughs> it it's idea. beautiful. <laughs> Blues and greens and orange. <laughs> oh, there's an artist's palette in here. Who had backed up to the threshold of the room. He stood in the doorway for a second, entranced by the flames, and then turned to get out. A dark mistress, these flames. It was at that moment that Chris had ran into the flat and crashed into him. Oh, my flat. Hey, what'd you do? Oh, you've turned Oh, this wait, are those blue flames? Oh, never mind. That's pretty cool. Did you put my spirits all over the wall? Oh, and rubbish. Rubbish. I'm going to put you in the bin. Jamie went flying into the living room. Above the roar of the flames, he could hear Chris bellowing a stream of expletives. Oh, shoot! <laughs> you wanker! <laughs> you positive wanker. He looked around wildly, taking in what happened, what was happening to his flat, hands on his head, his mouth open. Jamie was surrounded by smoke. He coughed harshly. <laughs> his eyes started to blur and run with tears. He knew it was only a matter of minutes before the fire consumed the whole room. He tried to get to his feet, and Chris kicked him in the chest. Hell yeah, Chris. You fucker. That's right, literally. <laughs> too loud, you were too loud. You fucker. Chris loud screamed. motherfucker. Hey, you fucker. Chris screamed. He kicked Jamie again, <laughs> his boot connecting with the side of his head. Oh my god. Damn. That's a bad place for the boot to hit. He reached oh. down and pulled him up. God, he was so strong. <laughs> <laughs> Love some strong boys wrestling in flames. Mm, tell me about it. Wow. I have dreams about this. <laughs> oh, no. He threw Jamie against the wall. Oh, did he? What next? What next? Did he ravage him? <laughs> the kisses? Sweet kisses? Punched him in the stomach. Whoa. Oh, shit. No. I hope there's no baby in there. Then the face. Not my face. Oh, it made him look better, though, right? He's got an ugly face, we've <laughs> yeah. determined. Fix that nose of yours, Jamie. Oh, you look you look great now, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie had felt something crack. Oh boy, that's my eye. <laughs> His cheekbone. My eye's dripping out of my head. Oh dear. Chris punched him again and blood spurted from his nose. Damn, man. This is rough. He's he just to light this dude's house on fire. He's getting the shit beat out of it in the fire. The least... But he did it though. He did it. He, he lit did, it on fire. He did do it. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, this is on him for standing around to admire <laughs> yeah, the flames. That's a good looking flame. What's that, Chris? You get out of here, boy. <laughs> and he just fucking left like a normal person. I mean, not like a normal person would do this in the first place, but as just a normal arsonist, you don't stick around. You leave and you watch from afar. Chris, from, like, they across ain't your the house no more. Chris, you hitching? You hitching in there? <laughs> you getting hitchy? Hitchy. Yeah, hitchy in there, I boy. This shit all up, Chris. There, there was so much smoke he couldn't breathe. He felt his knees sag and he thought he was gonna fall. But then he remembered what he had discovered in the flat, the CCTV. Letters from the estate agent. Another wave of anger gave him strength. Yeah. Made him cry out. Oh. Let that <laughs> hurting anger, his throat. Let that anger fuel you. Oh. He threw himself at his neighbor, his hands reaching out and grabbing Chris around the throat. Hello, neighbor. 
<laughs> Pushing him against the door frame, Chris tried to hit Jamie's arms to break his grip, but Jamie was possessed, overwhelmed, and empowered by anger. By all that had happened to him since he had met this man. Plus all that athletic sex. He squeezed harder, digging his thumbs into Chris's windpipe. Oh no. <laughs> Chris hit his arms again, hit them harder. He managed to knock Jamie's arms away and fell sideways into the living room. He held his own throat, making a horrible choking sound. Oh, that's right. Jamie could hardly see. That's what I heard through the walls, Jamie. Jamie could hardly see. The whole of the living room was on fire. Thick black smoke obscured everything. Jamie staggered down the hall, pulled open the front door, and fell onto his knees on the doorstep. He sucked in air, trying to replace the smoke that had filled his lungs. Beside him, the front windows of the flat smashed, blown out by the heat. <laughs> this scene rules. <laughs> this, is, this is like the best scene we've ever read. Glass covered him, sticking in his hair. Smoke billowed out into the darkness. He pushed himself and went to stagger away. Then he remembered Chris. He was still inside in the living room. He hated him, hated him so much. But by God, I respected him <laughs> and I needed to get him. But despite everything, he couldn't just leave him to die. He pulled off his shirt. Oh, yeah. Let yeah, those rippling muscles free, baby. Let's see that, that torso. And screwed it up into a bundle, pressing it against his face. He went back into the flat. He could hear Chris calling out, his voice weak. Help! 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 Poor guy. Got his house burned down then. He got his ass kicked. After initially, he's the one who... Yeah, he beat the shit out of him for a second, but then <laughs> J Jamie caught a second win. Jamie flipped the script on him with his rage. He hulked out. Bam. Hey, that's what happens when you get in your workout. Some call that a Nick Cage. Huh. Oh, very Mandy. Jamie moved toward the sound, but another blast of heat threw him backwards. A patch of ceiling collapsed in front of him, plaster and wood falling on top of him. I tried, Chris. Knocking him to the, <laughs> knocking him to the floor. I gotta die in there, Chris. <laughs> Good luck to you, buddy. He was blinded, but he managed to roll over and crawl back towards the front door. He couldn't hear Chris calling out anymore. The whole living room was gone. An infermo. An infermo. <laughs> what a word to fuck. Reviewers up. are saying an infermo. <laughs> and, uh, an inferno. It's been a long day, guys. Cut me some slack. <clears throat> oh, boy. Sometimes I think there could be a god. Ganesh thinks there could be many. <laughs> Jamie threw himself over the threshold, ran up the steps, collapsed on his knees. On the front path, he felt someone grab a hold of him. It was Bri Brian. Who? Brian. Brian, is that you? Brian. <laughs> Brian, what are you doing here? He tried to say something, but all he could do was cough. It's on fire. <laughs> Brian pulled him away from the flat. Mary and Linda were standing on the pavement, staring at him. Mary was holding Lennon, who was wriggling, trying to get away. You, like, <laughs> Vladimir? I wish. Little baby Lennon. No. Brian was shouting at Jamie. Where's Chris? Where is he? Uh, he's on fire in there. He still couldn't speak. <laughs> he looked up and there was Lucy. She wasn't screaming or crying or trying to get into the flat. She was simply staring, watching the smoke pour out of her flat. Rising up towards the night sky, she watched the flames spread upward until they could be seen behind the windows of the ground floor flat. My PlayStation's in there. Jamie followed her gaze. There it went, their dream house, up in smoke. He lay on the pavement and laughed and coughed and laughed and laughed again. Oh, somebody's having fun. He could smell something pleasant. He realized it was the smell of singed hair. That's... His eyebrows had been burnt off, as had most <laughs> of his hair. Not a traditionally pleasant smell. He heard the wail of sirens in the distance. Damn, that's fucked up. That's the end. Is Chris dead? Yeah. There's an epilogue. Well, I mean... Give us a taste. The long and short of it is that... <laughs> oh, uh, dear. Chris is dead. Chris is dead and Jamie gets arrested by mur for murder. Well, yeah, he's a murderer. He burned that guy's house down and kicked his own ass in his burning house. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, had a sudden fit of uh, clarity and decided to go save him and then gave up. That's a sad end. The trial became known as the Magpies Trial. Oh, there, there it is. After Jamie's lawyer described Chris and Lucy as a pair of magpies. That's where the title comes from? Birds renowned for destroying the nests of other birds. Jesus. Insightful. Sure. You know, that last scene was fucking great. Yeah, that was fucking great, dude. Wonder, I had a lot of fun. Wonder. Had a lot of fun with that. So, you want to cast this thing? If this were a movie, a big budget Hollywood or Bollywood movie... Who are we casting? Oh, wait, we can do Bollywood now? Oh, uh, you can. <laughs> Who's the big rip Jamie? Shah Rukh Khan. Okay. Um, I'm going to say. Jamie. No. No love. 
Jamie. I don't know. Sure. Shairu Khan. Yeah, love him. And, uh, you know. The big ones. The big ones, I'm yeah. trying to think of what the American actor equivalent would be. Yeah, that's what we do um, on this thing. <laughs> who's, uh... Who's 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 like the big American star? It's like in everything, like every blockbuster movie. Mm, oh, uh, Tyler Perry. Oh, him. Okay, we're gonna do Tyler Perry mm-hmm. for Jamie. Very good. Uh, now, who is his love interest? His wife? His girlfriend? Kirstie. God, Kirstie. Why well, must admit? You're gonna say it. You're gonna say Kirstie Alley. I know it. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Flip the script. I was gonna say Kirstie Alley. Okay, you got me. Fine. Fuck you. All right. Fuck you. All right. Fuck you. Who's playing Chris? Mr. Oil Man. Woody Harrelson. Ooh. That's a little juice connection in there. You, you do Woody Harrelson every week, I feel like. He's always That's good. not true. That's one of your... He's no, your, he's Shane your, picks Woody Harrelson all the time. You, he's your Andy no. McDowell. Shane's is Andy McDowell is Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell is my Andy McDowell. Mine your Andy it, McDowell is Woody Harrelson. My Andy McDowell. McDowell is Dakota Fanning from War of the Worlds, as I said earlier. Uh, which she unfortunately be the baby. She's the baby that dies in the womb. She's, uh, <laughs> she's gonna kill it this room. Yeah, she's gonna kill it, screaming and yelling and whipping her hair around. Now, who is the other character? Chris, oh, we just did Chris. He has a girlfriend, a wife, Lucy. 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 Now, who do you think? Give me something to work with here. Amanda Danish. Pete. Amanda Pete. <laughs> wow, that's an inspired choice, and I okay. kind of like it. Yeah, fine. Is that like everybody, right? Brian. We don't know much about Brian. Brian, who showed up right at the end, uh, played by Bob Via. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know, the the home improvement guy. Al? No, Bob Vila. The man in the fence? Bob Vila. The you know. home improvement guy, not like man from home improvement. Not Al Borland from home improvement. I'm talking the real life Tim the Toolman Taylor. Oh, he's dead. Oh. <gasps> um, okay, that's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us at bookclubpodcast.com. You can find us at AMZM Book Club on Facebook and Twitter. And Instagram, uh, you can just call me on my cell phone, give me a ring, leave me a message. We're on Spotify now, too. We're on Spotify. Yeah. Hey, and if you like this podcast, tell a friend. Maybe yeah. two. Tell them to listen. Yeah. If you have Tell a- them and hold them at gunpoint until they do. Hey, no, no, no. No, that's just for drug users. Marijuana is a executable offense in my book. Thanks to whomever uh, suggested this book. Oh, yeah, the Reddit user that suggested this, whoever you are. I think his... Kanish uh, didn't even bother remembering who... His moniker was Asshole Blaster. (laughs) (laughs) No, you got that backwards. That was Kanish's comment and and reply. Yeah, Kanish's Asshole Blaster. uh, Thanks to uh, Reddit user for Reddit Fun. Great. Who... What? Fuck that. I have no comment on that name, except it's awful. I'm sorry we read your book. (laughs) Now, thank you to Chris for the artwork, and thank you to Morris Reese for the terrific music. And this week, instead of ending with the usual closeout song, which I like. I like when the episode ends and that song comes on. I feel good about myself. I love it because I know it's over. Yeah, this week. Yeah, it's a real relief when it's done. And because it's an awesome song. It is a great song. All of Morris' songs are great. But this week, we're going to play a full song of Morris's because he's great. And this song, Rules, is really good. The song is fucking amazing. Yeah, well, let's not oversell it. It's pretty good. Morris, terrible guy, awful friend, but a great musician. And I think you guys should stick around and listen to this whole song. You can find his SoundCloud link in our uh, the show des- notes, the, des- <laughs> the description. <laughs> the show notes. I don't know. We've never. Like, call them? We've never. The fuck are we? I don't know what they call. We've them. never established the nomenclature here. Uh, so listen to this song, enjoy it. Go to his SoundCloud and listen. He's awesome. He's much better than this podcast. We don't deserve him. Uh, thanks. Bye. <laughs>